This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. I'm your host Ajit. In today's episode, we are going to take a look at the qualifiers for the World T20 Championship that's currently underway in the Middle East. So the two teams, each from Group A and Group B have been identified. I'm recording this on the morning of the beginning of the Super 12s. So we are just, let's say, hours away from kicking off Australia versus South Africa, let's say the main part of the tournament. When we look at how the tournament has actually gone on, it's very interesting so far. First of all, if you look at Group A, Sri Lanka, well, they were expected to qualify and they have, and they won all three of their three games. Not before a bit of drama, especially, you know, in the game against Ireland where they slipped to eight for three. But thanks to Hasaranga's all-round efforts, they were able to scrape through and the other team which we expected from Group A to qualify, Ireland, failed to qualify. Um, they had a straight knockout against Namibia uh, yesterday. And in this game, Namibia trumped Ireland and they have qualified. So this is a very big win, both in terms of what they've achieved, as well as you know making, making it to uh, the group stages of a World Cup, as far as Namibia are concerned, because uh, this is a big achievement for them. When we look at how they started, Namibia actually started uh, with a loss, but then they regrouped and they won uh, the remaining two games, where uh, especially that game against Netherlands, where they had to chase down a fairly big total, 164, that probably gave them the belief that they could you know, go ahead and beat Ireland, which they duly did. When it comes to the Netherlands, well, they had a very ordinary tournament, it must be said, because in the first game, they were blown away by 4-4 four four by Camphor against Ireland, so they lost that one. In the second game, where they had probably their best chance, where they could have beaten Namibia having put up 164 on the board, they could not really defend it, and Namibia chased it down with you know clinical clinical efficiency. The same sort of efficiency they displayed yesterday when uh, you know against Ireland, they first of all tied up Ireland to no more than 122 and then they were able to chase it down with again clinical efficiency they did not go by the hype that you know they need to score a lot of runs in the first power play and so on they chased it down clinically where they built up a solid base and then they knew they had the hitters in the middle order the so-called bomb squad right and then david visa came good in both these games he was the man of the match in both their wins so he's going to be the player to look out for as far as namibia are concerned as far as sri lanka are concerned well Vanindu Hasaranga and um, also Mahesh Tikshana have been very good for them. So especially in their yesterday's game against Netherlands, it was a complete rout because Netherlands finished 44 all out batting first. And this is the second lowest total in all of T20 World Cups. And unfortunately, Netherlands also have the uh, ignominious record of the lowest score, which is 39. And they made it against Sri Lanka in 2014 World Cup. So yesterday was also, well, we all expected would be the last game for a very storied player as far as associated Netherlands cricket is concerned, Ryan Tendoshkata. But apparently he chose to retire just before the game. He chose to not play it 
well, we all knew that he was going to retire from uh, cricket at the end of the 2021 World Cup. But I think he chose to not play the last game. Probably was not in the right frame of mind and sort of, you know, had already made up his mind. So with or without him, Netherlands really did not account uh, much for themselves. Initially, they struggled against spin in the power play overs against Mahesh Thikshana and then against pace and spin of Manindu Hasranga. Uh, well, pace from uh, Chamira and Kumara was also, you know, too hot. They were, uh, both these paces were bowling very close to 150 kph and they really troubled Netherlands. It must be said, Sri Lanka are a team to watch out for uh, as far as the rest of the World Cup goes as well because they started slow, must be said, but they have slowly picked up momentum and now they look like a very strong team. Coming to Group B, well, Scotland had a wonderful qualifiers. They won all three of their games and must be set quite comfortably. Bangladesh, well, they started a bit slow because in their first game, they lost to Scotland. But, you know, given that Oman and Papua New Guinea were the other two teams, it would have been very surprising if Bangladesh had failed to qualify. So in this case, Bangladesh qualified as the second team. When we look at the other two teams of Group B, Oman had the best chance to qualify, maybe, you know, upset Bangladesh and take their place. But that was not to be because uh, in their head-to-head game, Bangladesh put up a competitive enough total and then Oman, well, they tried going after the total must be said, but in the back half, it was too much for them. The one team that played with a lot of flair, but really could not get too many results going their way were Papua New Guinea. They accounted pretty much well as far as uh, their cricketing skills are concerned. For a team that had not played competitively for the last 18 months with a lot of COVID issues back home, I think they gave a very good account for themselves. They played with a lot of flair. Their fielding was really, really good. What we saw was that Papua New Guinea has a lot of fire. And this team uh, has all the chances given the right training and given the right exposure to become a really good associate side and maybe eventually also take the place in the top tier cricket. The one team that you could say is ready to take their place in the top tier cricket are Scotland and they showed that here. Their coach promised a lot before the beginning of the tournament and they've, well, held up their end of the bargain, it must be said. They have qualified quite comfortably. This means when we look at the table going forward, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh, so the topper of Group A and the team that finished second in Group B, have qualified to join Group 1 in the uh, Super 12 draw. Whereas in this case, Scotland, who topped Group B, and Namibia, who are runner-up in Group A, have now qualified to Group 2. So Sri Lanka and uh, Bangladesh will be competing with England, Australia, South Africa, and West Indies. Scotland and Namibia will be competing with Afghanistan, Pakistan, India and New Zealand. So we are all set for a very exciting Super 12 and uh, we'll keep you posted about how the rest of the results also go in the Super 12s. Now, if you were to take a look at some of the news from around the cricketing world, there is a very encouraging news if you are a fan of cricket in Pakistan because the West Indies women will be touring Pakistan starting November 8th for a three ODI series. All three will be held in Karachi. We had one retirement news we already discussed with Ryan Tendushkata retiring. We've also heard another not so nice news in this case. It was sort of expected he might go on and play a bit more international cricket, but James Pattinson, Australia's James Pattinson has decided to call it a day. 
he struggled with a lot of injury we know a lot of back problems he's even had corrective surgery for his back in 2017 but looks like none of this has really helped because in 10 years of cricket since he's debuted he's only played 21 tests and at the time of his debut you know it must be said they all debuted very close to each other mitchell stark james uh, pattinson josh hazelwood as well as uh, patrick cummins so you know in that period everyone was excited about the fast bowling stocks australia really boasted but it must be said he's the one fast bowler who unfortunately could not you know sustain it at the highest level so we wish both ryan tendoshkata and pattinson all the best for the rest of their lives now in other world cup news west indies t20i world cup squad has had a replacement Akil Hussain has replaced Fabian Allen who's injured and cannot take part anymore in the tournament and this this exchange has been approved by the ICC technical committee we understand to round it off this week the fifth test between England and India which had to be rescheduled following some covid uh, cases in the Indian camp has been rescheduled to start on July 1st 2022 and it will be played in Edgbaston well this is going to be very interesting and how the international calendar for both these teams will have to be accommodated in order to make this happen is going to be seen because india will have to get in there get some you know training time probably one or two practice games if they can if they have the time for it and then play a test otherwise we know india uh, traditionally uh, traditionally start a bit slow um, when they're touring and otherwise they might as well just sign this test over to england so if they need to be competitive they'll need to get enough practice time ahead of uh, this game if possible those are all the news and games that we wanted to discuss in this episode of the amchat cricket podcast thank you once again for staying tuned in we hope to have your company for the upcoming games for the remaining games in this world cup and beyond as well if you are on twitter we are mostly on twitter during the world cup games um, do give us a shout out we always love to hear from uh, our listeners if you have anything that you would like to communicate to us to reach out to us via twitter or facebook or amche.cricket@gmail.com thanks a lot for listening to this episode have a nice day wherever you are and take care bye bye this is the amche cricket podcast